The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the following program do not necessarily represent those of Mark Radio, The Shepherd, or its advertisers. The Crossman Conversation is hosted by John Crossman. John's heart is to see our community of leaders unite around what we have in common. John will be joined by political leaders, religious leaders, as well as activists making a difference in our nation. Here is your host for the Crossman Conversation, John Crossman. Hello, this is John Crossman, and welcome to the Crossman Conversation. Mike, how you doing there, buddy? Hey, I'm doing well, man. Listen, I always appreciate being here with me, uh, but before we get started... Quick story for you, if that's I okay. I was expecting a this story. Is a quick story. Okay. Listen, you know, I grew up, as you know, uh, very early on my life, a uh, Bethune-Cookman University fan, big yes. part of my household, my ethos since my beginning. Yeah. And then uh, got older, and I went to college, and, you know, I went to Florida State University, and so big-time Seminole guy, and so... And a runner. And a runner, ran track right. there and all that stuff. And so, you know, when you think about, like, in my core ethos, I'm like this Bethune-Cookman Florida State guy, yeah. right? Now, if you know anything about the colleges, like those two schools have rivals, you know, so Bethune-Cookman's rival is Florida A&M, those people, and then, <laughs> and then Florida, Florida State, you know, their rival is, you know, the, yeah, the Gators, those, those people. Chomp, chomp. Oh my gosh, gross. It's my yeah. show, Mike. Okay, I'm sorry. And so, you know, like you're younger and you're like, oh, oh, I don't like those people. And then what happens is, here's what's crazy and happens is you get older and then partly you realize some of that's the rival stuff doesn't matter. And then you meet people that you just are so blown away with and you love them so much. And then you think, oh my gosh, this is so great. And so today I have this amazing human on the phone and she's in a part of the interview today and she is a FAMU Gator. Can you believe that? All she's right, a she, I like her more already. I can't even yeah. believe it. This person is a FAMU Gator and I just love her so much. And her name is Monica Williams Harris and she's in-house counsel with the Cox Media Group. Monica, are you there? I'm here. How are y'all doing this morning? Oh, it's so good to have you on the show, you fam, you rattler gator person, you. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what to do with you. You're so wonderful. Now, uh, first off, um, tell us a little bit, just real quick, uh, undergrad and college, um, because you're talking about what you did undergrad and then you're then going to law school. You just talk about that real quick. Yeah, so I, um, as you mentioned, I um, attended Florida Annum University. I was in the School of Business and Industry, um, graduated from there in 1998, and then um, made a decision probably midway through my senior year kind of interviewing process through SBI. actually had a job offer um, and procurement for a, in a, for a corporation and made a decision that I wanted to go to law school, um, much to the chagrin of my father, who hmm. um, was blown away and said, you have a job offer making money, and you're going to not go and make a decision to continue your education, which he was fine with, but he, there, was, there was a little bit of a heart palpitation there, um, and then started University of Florida um, in the spring of 99. And graduated in fall 2001. So as I say that, I'm aging myself because um, as of March of this year, I will have been practicing for 22 years. That's impressive. That is impressive. Yeah. So I have to think that, um, you know, lots of people uh, maybe think about going to law school because, like, listen, there's not hit TV series based on my profession, right? That's not a thing. Mm-hmm. There's been hit TV series based on Mike's profession, you know, WRKP in Cincinnati, like stuff like that, right? Like, you know, news radio. Right. You, you've had shows, yeah, right? shows that throw turkeys out of airplanes. Yes, exactly. And in Monica, <laughs> I mean, how many great lawyer shows have there been, right? 
So you have this well, level of society that kind of fantasizes or thinks about or whatever. What, what's your advice to like somebody who's in college today and they're thinking, hmm, maybe law school? What, what guidance would you give them? Um, you know, I mean, I, I always I get those calls actually pretty often um, from students who are um, kind of thinking about going to law school or maybe just kind of on the on the uh, on the on the on the fringe. And my suggestion and my recommendation and advice is just go. I mean, if you do well in the LSAT um, and you apply to various different law schools and make a decision to go, there's no harm in it. You know, at the end of the day, you'll graduate three years of uh, rigorous study. I enjoyed law school. Not many, very many people do. Uh, but I have, uh, I'm very curious um, and I, ha- I love debate um, and always have. Um, but I always tell people if you have a desire to go, you only have one life to live, go ahead and go. At the end of law school, you make a decision that practicing is not something you wish to do. At the very least, you have a law degree and that no one can take away from you. And, and growing up, that was one of the things that my parents always taught is to continue to be intellectually curious and always seek to learn more. And so if you have an extra two letters behind your name and make a decision that you don't want to take the ball in practice, I think that you at least gained a wealth of knowledge. And you also learn how to think very critically. I mean, law school teaches you to look at the world through a different um, set of eyes. Things can be black and white, but most things are gray. And it allows you, when you're having conversations with people who you may disagree with, um, to at least consider their perspective. And at the end of the day, you may land on the fact that you just can agree to disagree, but you've at least learned how to listen to the other side. There may be some salient points in what they're sharing, um, and then you can make a determination and decision based on, on, on at least having both sides of the argument versus just sticking to one. So I, I recommend that people go. I like- I've, I've never, I don't think there's a single person um, that I've said, yeah, that may not be for you, um, just because that's not in my nature. The one thing I do tell people is that it's a lot of reading. It's mm-hmm. a lot of reading, and I think you have to kind of know that going in. Um, but if you, you are a curious person and enjoy just learning things every day, then I say go for it. Uh, there was a TV show back in the day called Barney Miller. That was a cop show, uh-huh. a cop show. And what was funny uh-huh. was I remember people talking how it was actually the most realistic cop show. And the reason why is because most scenes they were doing paperwork. And so mm-hmm. real life detectives would say, most of my life is doing paperwork, not, you know, you know, busting through a bar and arresting a guy in a shootout kind of a thing. Yeah. And so um, I have known people who have gotten law degrees and then are in real estate, you know, development and some even on the broker side. And to, to completely make your point, a ton of like the work is reading contracts, right? Reading contracts, yeah. reading leases. I mean, that's just a big part of it is just reading and so I, I totally affirm what you're saying. And and the thing I would add to it is like, you know, Florida a has a great law school in downtown Orlando and it's relatively inexpensive. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you could work and go to school at night. I mean, it's hard, but it's it's financially doable. It's a life doable thing. And again, mm-hmm. you're talking about time and investing things in the future. So uh, as long, as I would say as long as you're not going to crazy debt for it and it's the right match, right. I, I agree with you. That's a good thing, right? Yep. I mean, that's one of the reasons that I chose University of Florida. I actually, John, applied to Florida State mm-hmm. and was accepted. Oh, boy. Um, 
But my um, backstory, my father uh, was an attorney as well, and he graduated. Um, he was one of the first 25 African-Americans to graduate from University of Florida. Mm. Um, and so when making the decision, that's probably one of the most, um, the toughest conversation my dad and I have during his life in terms of where would I go to law school. Mm-hmm. Um, his concern about going to, he going back up to Tallahassee, other than the fact that he was a very a diehard gator. Um, was that there could be distractions because I went to undergrad there and some of my friends were still there. And then there's this thing about legacy um, that he was big on. And it would be um, just a monumental thing if I, as a second-generation African-American lawyer in particular, but a second-generation lawyer followed in his footsteps um, and attended University of Florida. So, um, so yeah, I do – I absolutely agree that – you know that there's some there's some beauty in just having a wealth of wealth of knowledge and and it and and I chose UF as I said because it was the least expensive of the two options. I only applied to two law schools. I applied to Florida State and University of Florida, and Florida at the time was the cheaper of the two options. <laughs> well, I, I, listen, I also affirm you that like living in different cities is a good thing too, right? And having yeah. a different environment's good. I you know I've got two daughters in in college and undergrad right now and. You know, I we talk a little bit about um, grad school and they're they're younger, um, but what happens? I think sometimes I'm like I see value in doing the uh, four plus one, like with my one daughter if she did four years and mm-hmm. did a master's. I can see that there's a value to that, but I also see like with my older daughter, she um, is a theater major at Palm Beach Atlantic University. Like, gosh, if she wanted to get her master's degree at NYU or FSU, different cultures for environment could could yeah. be valuable, and so that you had that. So that sounds like that that was probably good for you. Yeah, and and I and I actually don't regret as much as I thought. You know, you're 22 years old. You think you know everything, mm-hmm. um, and at least I did. Um, and think you know what's best, and kind of where your life where your life is going to take you. I do not regret that my dad being pretty forceful, and my mom too, um, in in kind of assisting me in making a better decision. Um, because I think there's, you know, FSU is a phenomenal law school, phenomenal grad. Um, but I do think that there was something about having gone to school in Gainesville. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to kind of make your own way because it is absolutely a university town. But um, I learned, I met new people. Sure. I didn't know anybody in Gainesville when I when I um, stepped foot on UF campus. I never really. Um, other than been going a few times when I was younger with my dad, with our, you know, it's a football game. They really wasn't really familiar with the city, and so I was really thankful um, that I did make that. Ultimately, did make that decision. Um, just a new environment, and just met lifelong friends the three years I was there. So I bet, and I bet that uh, you got to meet a lot of people that were your intellectual equal. You know, I'm sure that was a good thing too. Yeah. Like you being a curious Absolutely. person, and you're getting to have like. Uh, study groups where you're also getting to learn things too and uh, i, I can imagine mm-hmm. that, was, that was super helpful super helpful well yeah. um monica we're going to take a quick break uh but then when we come back i want to ask you like the comparison of uh, uh hbcu versus non-hbcu and just sort of contrast compare that that experience was that, is that okay that's fine all right we're going to take a quick break we'll be right back here at the crossman conversation As the largest property tax practice in North America, Ryan's Professionals possess the local footprint and knowledge backed by a team with national expertise to help organizations minimize their property tax liabilities and ensure valuations are fair and accurate. 
With the Florida tax appeal deadlines approaching rapidly, local experts at Ryan work proactively with many jurisdictions across Florida well in advance of the August trim notice mailing to ensure our clients receive maximum tax savings. Guys, I use Ryan, and I hope you will too. Crossmock Services is a commercial real estate firm offering a wide range of professional services, including advisory, brokerage and leasing, investing, and property management. Our staff comprises the industry's most seasoned professionals who possess the needed knowledge in real estate investments, analysis, and portfolio management to drive growth. See how Crossmark can work for you. That's CrossmarkServices.com. I'd like to thank Maynard Cooper and Gale PC for being a sponsor of our program. Maynard is a full-service law firm with over 350 attorneys and 14 offices nationally to serve with professional excellence in everything from corporate and business matters to day-to-day legal issues. The office in Central Florida focuses its practice in real estate, corporate transactions and organization, banking and finance, along with trust and estates. To learn more, visit MaynardCooper.com. This is John Crossman, and I work with a lot of vendors in the commercial real estate industry. And I got to tell you, one of my favorite ones ever is my friends over at Construction Unlimited, Florida's premier roofing company, and they bridge the craftsmanship with the pinnacle of innovation. They're just one of the best groups because of the trust, the expertise, the quality, and my favorite part, they're really committed to the community. When you're thinking about roofing construction needs, keep Construction Unlimited at the top of your list. Once again, here is John Crossman. All right, we're back here at the Crossman Conversation with Monica Williams-Harris, my gator-loving, rattler-kissing—I don't know—all these things that she's into that I struggle with. Honestly, Mike, just so you know, I've actually been on like Zoom calls where I'll message her privately and just tease her. You know, I'll just say the <laughs> while opposite. you're on the Zoom. Yeah, no, like we're on yeah. a we're on a FAMU thing, and I see her gator stuff yeah. in the back room, and I just message her like, "Well, take that gator stuff. Man. What are you doing here?" You know. <laughs> Hail Wildcats, you know, or something like that, you know. <laughs> Monica, seriously, I was uh, at, at a breakfast uh, that you were at, but we were at different tables, and this is right before the Classic, and uh-huh. there was a bunch of guys there, I was sitting with these guys, and um, uh, uh, one of them started talking about the Classic, and then the guy was like, man, we, we got we to gotta beat him, we got to crush him, we got to beat him like 70 to nothing, you know, it's just in the beating Bethune-Cookman, and I said, uh, oh, wow, you know, that's a little strong. And he's like, well, you know, they beat us nine years in a row. And I just started milking that so hard. I was like, has it been nine years? Really? Has it been nine? That's a lot. That's like two terms of a presidency plus another one. Like, and I'm like, are you sure it's not eight? And they're all like, it's nine. It's been nine, Crossman. <laughs> I don't think they knew. I was just totally teasing them. Oh, that's very funny. I'm sorry. That's funny. You know what's funny, John, is um my uncle actually, my dad's uh, older brother actually is a is a wildcat and a very um, proud wildcat too. So um as you can imagine, those nine years were very painful um for me, my sister and I, because as soon as the game was over, our phone would ring and my uncle would be on our uncle would be on the phone. Did y'all see the score? And yeah, so those are some painful, some painful nine years, but you know, we're, we're seeing, we seem to be back on the right track. We'll see. Well, I have a friend and he is a big, big, big time gator and he's my dear friend and you know, we tease each other. And of course the painful years were the Tim Tebow years, right? Cause they mm-hmm. killed us so bad. And also Tim Tebow is so delightful. And so as years gone by, I've, I've teased him a little bit about um, Aaron Hernandez. And so recent, <laughs> recently, 
I invited this guy to an, an event and uh, it was kind of small. It was like dinner. And so he RSVP'd and he had a plus one. And my marketing person said, he has a plus one. He's bringing a guy named Aaron Hernandez with him. And I was like, oh, this guy, <laughs> you know, he's just a bully most of my chops. But so tell me this. Uh, so you go undergraduate at uh, mm-hmm. FAMU, which is an HBCU, Historical Black College University. And then you go to University of Florida, which is prestigious, you know, state university, not an HBCU. What was what was the difference there? Can you kind of talk about that a little bit from perspective? Like, did FAMU prepare you for UF or was that hard or just give, yeah, us, give us some no, insight on that? It, it, prepared, it prepared me for sure. Um, I think the beauty of going to A&M and again, I was in the business program, I was in a school of business and industry. So, but the beauty of going to A&M is that even though you are in an environment that is predominantly African-American and we had some um, white students and some other diverse students, they still prepare you. They recognize that that's not the reality of the world, which is one of the reasons why I did attend um, A&M. But I, it absolutely prepared me, but I, and it prepared me in a way that I was self-assured enough um, that stepping onto U.S. campus at the law school, where I was one of 11 African-American students in my law school entering class, um, I felt I felt ready. I mean, I did. There was never a t- time when I was in law school that I felt um, that I didn't that I didn't deserve to be there. Even though people said that, no, um, we had a yeah. So even though people did that, those comments were made um, for sure that the African American students that, that um, weren't deserving and had taken other people's places. So we just we had some some interesting racial issues when I was there, but. To answer your specific question, it absolutely prepared me. There was no, I didn't question myself. I felt prepared in class. Um, I felt that I was uh, able to engage um, in the intellectual conversations and debates that would occur in the, you know, substantive um, coursework. So it definitely prepared me. I think the biggest shock was that I was one of 11, and that was different for me because for four or five years when I was at Sam, I was, everybody looked like me. Um, and then moving to going to UF and my, cause they separate law school, law school separated into sections. At least it was when I was um, in law school, it was two different sections. And so in my section, I think there may have been five African-American students in out of, a, out of 200, um, out of, out of a hundred, I apologize, or two hundred people that came in with me. So out of a hundred, about five of them were Af- five of us were African American. So that probably was the biggest shock. Um, but other than that, in terms of the academic rigor, I was absolutely prepared. Well, yeah, here's here's something funny, Monica. I I think I've guest lectured at every major college of business in the state of Florida. You know, obviously mm-hmm. BMU, UF, FSU, Miami, UCF, USF. I mean, I could go on, you know, like, like, you know, and then some of the other private schools like that. And I've, a lot of them I've lectured at multiple times, you know, like Florida, Florida State, USCF. I mean, I don't know have I guess lectured 25 or 30 times, maybe, you know, that kind of perspective. So if you said, Hey, let's take a spreadsheet and put it out and let's just say, what are the most important categories of, um, uh, being a business major and going to business world? And we started like labeling those categories and let's say we came up with eight, just picked eight. 
there's no doubt in my mind right here, right now. And again, I'm somebody who has a bit of a perspective, whatever. With eight of those categories, I could name four right now that would rank FAMU SBI number one in the state. Like number For one, sure. like not not even close. And I think I told you this, but I, you know, I guess lectured at UCF and their college business. And then two days later, I was with you in a meeting where the, the dean of SBI was giving a presentation. And I was like, oh my gosh, I... When I was at this UCF thing, and I, and again, I have a scholarship at UCF, and I'm I'm a, a supporter, so don't that's not too strong, but I saw people dressed embarrassed. I mean, it was like if I was their parent, I would be embarrassed they were dressed like that in public, and yeah. it was a professional event. And I was like, if you try to walk in SBI as a freshman dressed like that, you would be bounced so quickly. And mm-hmm. so, so there are things that FAMU does that they do better than UF. They do better than FSU. And I, and I don't hold back from that. I tell people at FSU, like you could learn something from their business program. You should go over there and study it because there are things they're doing that's better than other places. And I'm trying to figure out more and more how to get that story out there. So I love hearing that from your perspective. Yeah. And and I think, and and keep in mind, I was there um, when Dean Mobley was there. So um, who, who founded the business school. So that was just a, an experience in and of itself. And I think Dr. Friday Stroud is doing a phenomenal job in terms of continuing the legacy and the expectations that Dean Mobley set. But I had a choice when I was graduating from high school, either to go to George Washington University for their business program or the business school. And I remember going to visit um, A&M and having a tour of campus and sitting down in Dr. Mobley's office with my mom and her asking me kind of what my options were, and I shared with her that I kind of narrowed it down to two schools, and she made it clear, you're not going to get the same experience at George Washington that you're going to get here. Mm-hmm. Um, with, with respect to the professional, professional development, um, with respect to the internship, and I will say, John, that I think even SBI, my experience in the business program and the leadership skills that... I already have, but they were honed at in at, at SBI, have assisted me in my practice. Hmm. Right. So I clerked for a federal judge three years after um three years after I started my started working after I passed the bar and started working in a law firm, I made a decision to go clerk for a federal judge for two years. And I took that chance because it was an opportunity that I knew I would never get. And I think SBI prepared me to walk in that door, believing that I could do the work. I'd never, you know, clerked for a judge before and engaged some. But the, the, what I received at F, in SBI and at Florida A&M absolutely prepared me to walk in the door that day when I interviewed and tell the judge that I know that I can do this job um, without, a, without batting an eye. And it, it, it gave me a confidence. Um, that I think set me a, set me apart from the other people that were interviewing for the role. Um, I think that it set me apart just based on how I presented myself, my ability to to ask, you know, an SB in the form you get, I think it's two premise quest, two premises and a question. And that was something that we learned in FBI in terms of asking corporate executives questions during forums. I still, to a certain extent, do that in my legal practice because I'm a, lit- a, a litigator, and did that when I was clerking. Did that, you know, when I was clerking too, in terms of inquiring of the judge, asking questions, and being curious, and 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 presenting myself in a way that I would put my resume down with anybody's. 
Um, so I, you know, I, I owe that a lot to SBI and Dean Mobley and what she created there. It just It's one of those things that just cannot um, be replicated. Um, it's ingrained in the very institution, ingrained in that very program. And I think if you ask anybody that's an SBI graduate, they'll tell you the same. Oh, listen, I, I have experienced it <laughs> so many times. Uh, Mike's heard me say this a lot. I think you've heard me say this before, but when I go to the uh, FAMU Foundation Board of Director meetings, I always feel like immediately I have the sense of I am the dumbest, ugliest, <laughs> poorest guy in this room. And, and where, that would not be true. Like, well, where did they get all these model <laughs> Mensa millionaires in here? I don't understand what's happening, you know? Um, but you Never know, she, did. she was a visionary and, and it's still impacting so many people. And again, it's good stuff, man. It's like I say, it's mm-hmm. like, you know, it's bringing something into the world and we just need to get more, um, businesses in Florida to recruit at Florida a uh, SBI. Um, yeah. well, uh, Monica, thank you for being a blessing to me personally and for all you've done for both your universities, which is really awesome. And just thanks you for being a leader in the community and all that you're doing. And, and thank you for being on the show with us today. Well, thank you so much, Don. It was a pleasure. I really had a good time. That's awesome. Well, Mike, thank you as always. It's a lot of fun, my friend. <laughs> always appreciate you as well. And as always, support your local HBCU. This has been Crossman Conversation, produced by a Crossman Career Builders Mark Radio Production.